everybody. This is Harvey Sluggo Wasserman. We're back with you. We're talking over the details of having the great Greg Pallast on with us with uh, a show and tell. Uh, we are going to do the first hour talking to Greg about his magnificent work on election protection, his film about uh, uh, the vigilantes in Georgia, um, uh, the whole nine yards. Greg's incredible history with the election protection movement goes back to uh, 2000 in Florida, when he pointed out the small detail that the governor of Florida, who happened to be the brother of the Republican candidate for president, um, uh, eliminated 90,000 people from the voter rolls. Slight detail. That'll be our first hour, as always, um, focused on election issues and protection issues. <clears throat> We're then going to go in the second hour, uh, starting at six o'clock Eastern time. And my listeners in uh, Progressive Radio Network, uh, at the end of the first hour, you'll be listening from 5 to 6 p.m. on Thursday. In the second hour, if you want to keep, stay with us for the second hour, go to uh, electionprotection2024.org, and we'll, you'll be able to uh, tune in to the second hour. We're going to focus on um, a letter to the New York Times, uh, but was actually published by the New York Times about the coming of fascism. Uh, it's with Joel Simpson, one of, one of the great photographers in the United States. And that we're also going to talk about the intense crisis that not enough people are talking about at the Zaporizhia nu nuclear plant in Ukraine. The Zaporizhia nuclear plant is currently occupied by the, the Russian army. I almost said Soviet, but the Russian army. And uh, Ukraine is about to mount a counteroffensive and everybody who knows anything real about nuclear power is totally petrified. People who think they know stuff that's not real about nuclear power, we're gonna talk about the Oliver Stone travesty uh, nuclear now, which is touring the country. It is nuclear, failed nuclear renaissance uh, 4.0 at this point. So we will have an intense environmental discussion. Uh, we're also gonna talk with Wendy Learman. Uh, a petition is now circulated in Florida otherwise known as DeSantis land, uh, to put uh, the, uh, a question of abortion rights on the ballot in 2024, which will require well over a million signatures. Uh, we'll see if DeSantis decides to start arresting people who are gathering signatures. So that's all in the second hour. But in the meantime, we have the great Greg Powers with us. Um, uh, Greg has put up a picture uh, of himself. Those of you on the radio can't see it. But um, um, uh, Greg Palace, by way of introduction, is really the godfather of the election protection movement because of his great work in Florida 2000, which we were able to um, add to in Ohio 2004, Bob Petrakis and so many others. And, um, and Greg, of course, has been a part of it ever since. And if you ever want to ask yourself why Donald Trump is not in the White House, it's because of what Greg Palace did starting in 2000. <laughs> To get the um, get us to paper handmark paper ballots and many other uh, actually allowing people I know this is a, a new concept in this country but actually allowing people of color um, youth and women to vote so uh, 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 Greg with that novel concept uh, we have 63 people on the call and we are live streaming and we are rebroadcasting on Progressive Radio Network on Thursday. You have an audience, and we are glad to have you with us. So, you got chocolate on the blankets last night. Yeah. Oh. Greg, go right ahead. Yes. Okay. Uh, my name is Greg Palace, but first, and while I'm an investigative reporter, I had been an investigator for the Justice Department and many attorneys general beforehand. For the past 23 years, I've uh, been mostly concentrated on what we politely call vote suppression. Or as I said, um, when I was uh, giving a lecture with um, um, with Latasha Brown of Black Voters Matter Fund, um, vote suppression is a polite term for effing black people out of their votes, and it's that's how included now a lot of women, <laughs> a lot of women, and a lot of uh, young people, students, etc. The the groups targeted are widening. But anyway, we'll get to that. Um, first, I want you to see a little clip from my film. Um, which is produced by uh, Martin Sheen and uh, George DiCaprio. Maria Florio won the Academy Award for Best Documentary. And it is called Vigilante, 
George's vote suppression hitman. This is a clip from it. Uh, can you see the guy in the cowboy hat? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the, uh, let I'll explain it after you see it, but I think it should be self-explanatory. Let's we'll go from there. Right now, I'm the chairman of the Columbus Muskogee Republican Party. So I'm I'm pretty involved in that, which I think is the right. Let's see, that would be the right way to be, and also I'm on the right. Apparently, um, you had filed some challenges to four thousand voters. Yes. No ballot. No ballot in the mail. Called to register, and. The announcement there was, Mr. Turner, you have been challenged. Major Gamaliel Turner is the military's expert on warfare of the future. I project weapons and capabilities out to the future. You know, for me, it's all about the survival of the soldier. Assigned to Port Wyneme in California. So you're telling me 2,600 miles away two days or three days before an election, that if I want to vote, all I have to do is show up and prove as an American citizen that I have the right to vote again. You talk to fools like that. You talk to fools like that. I'm not a fool. Okay, now how do I get my, so you can see my face if you need to. Um, there you go, you're there back with us. Okay, all right. What you saw there, and by the way, that was, yes, the voice of Rosario Dawson, who is the narrator of Vigilante. Um, what's going on there is that before the 2000, well, right, uh, you know, obviously we all know that in 2020, Trump lost Georgia by just under 12,000 votes, made him very unhappy. So he tried to get that uh, overturned. Um, Didn't he call you, Greg, and ask you if you could give him like, like an extra 12,000 votes? <laughs> yeah, so it, what, what happened is I've been working in Georgia for about 10 years, going to Georgia every year for 10 years, because this is the testing ground for all the new vote suppression trickery. In, in this case, this is a whole new vigilante system. A lot of states, about 30 states, have some type of law that says, if you wish, you know, that any voter can challenge another voter's right to vote, saying that's not a legit voter. Now, this was started by the Ku Klux Klan and actually a, an organization uh, which was then incorporated with Klan members uh, by the, uh, the uh, then governor of Georgia, um, who, um, and they create something called Vigilante Inc. But now it's been restored under SB 202, signed by Brian Kemp, designed by uh, Brad Raffensperger, who, uh, you know, two guys who are somehow played as, as heroes defending democracy um, by, uh, you know, 60 Minutes and MSDNC and the rest. Um, that, in fact, this is a law which allowed, which said that any voter can challenge it, quote, unlimited number of voters unlimited and when i say unlimited i mean unlimited in the last election gop operatives and it's all gop operatives i'm not being partisan about this there were 88 gop operatives including the guy you saw wearing who dressed up like doc holiday he, he actually dresses as a vigilante he considers himself a georgia a storyteller if you saw see the whole film and i can send you by the way, a private link to the film as it is right now. It it's, uh, hasn't been publicly released. We did special showings all over Georgia and in Hollywood with Jamie Foxx. But um, um, I can send you a link as long as you don't post uh, that link anywhere. I'll send that out to you guys. But um, what happened was that they challenged 241,000 voters. That guy that you saw dressed up like Doc Holliday. And by the way, he had a loaded six gun on him. We were kind of nervous about this interview, <laughs> to say the least. And another one I could show you. 
in this interview, um, so he had a loaded six gun. He likes to, uh, and he made a point that it was loaded. Um, so he personally challenged 4,000 voters in Columbus, Muskogee. Most of them were African-American soldiers who'd been assigned to other military bases. And you heard one of them, Major Gamaliel Turner, who's, you know, career military from an African-American family. His father, Reverend Harold Turner, was the co-founder of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference with Ralph Abernathy and Martin Luther King. So he comes from an illustrious civil rights family. And they stopped him from voting by challenging his vote. And as they said, well, big deal. All you have to do is show up and prove you are who you are, that you're an American citizen. This is a soldier uh, assigned to Fort Port uh, Wynemi here in California. All you have to do is show up, prove you are who you are, that you live, that you really do live in Georgia. No problem. He's 2,700 miles away. By the way, just so you know, he did fly. He hired a lawyer. He did fly in. He got uh, his vote back and seven others, nevertheless, 4,000 people in the 2020 election lost their vote. So then we went on a campaign to warn people. And he, despite the law saying you can and now we're going to see another clip with a woman. Who personally challenged 32,000 voters. 32,000 voters. And. Um, uh, so what we were able to do is get the word out, including to a lot of the local elections boards who were basically even Republican elections boards were beginning to challenge these vigilante voter challenges. Out of 241,000 challenges, unfortunately, 500 people lost their vote, but that's not 241,000. And as um, uh, WRFG Radio in Atlanta says, if it weren't for the work of the Palace investigative team, Reverend Warnock would not have been reelected. Now, understand, I'm nonpartisan. My job is not to elect Reverend Warnock. My job was just to make sure that the people of Georgia got to make that decision. So it was up to them. And again, back in 2000, we also went, uh, I was, went to court as an expert witness, because uh, for those who don't know, I'm an economist by training. I was a professor of statistics and I lectured at London School of Economics and Cambridge University and other places. And um, so I was an expert witness for Black Voters Matter Fund for um, uh, NAACP and, and the Reverend Jesse Jackson. Uh, and we went into federal court and we were able to basically get 100,000 people in the 2020 election put back on the voter rolls. If it weren't for those 100,000 people returned to the voter rolls, it would be um, Donald Trump hailed to the thief at his second inauguration. No question, Georgia would have gone the other way. Uh, you know, there's other states involved, too. So I've been doing this for 23 years. My focus has been on racial vote suppression because that's where the suppression happens. It's black people, people of color, brown people, et cetera, who are at who've been at risk and whose votes are at risk. And I've been exposing those. We started out back, as we said, as Harvey mentioned, back in the year 2000, I was actually living in England. I worked for the Guardian newspapers, as an investigative reporter for them and for uh, BBC television, their program Newsnight. And I'm watching black people come in front of the cameras at BBC because the BBC in back in 2000, unlike American TV, we showed black people who weren't criminals um, or or basketball players. And so we had black people coming before the camera saying, I couldn't vote. I couldn't vote. So in my mind, I'm thinking maybe there's a computer program wiping out black people off the voter rolls. You know, uh, that's why I was called a conspiracy nut, uh, because uh, which always gets a laugh from the conspirators. But um, I was actually a conspiracy expert for the Justice Department. So I'm familiar with this. And uh, sure enough, I got the computer disk, two disks, which in fact targeted black voters. We're not guessing because it says BLA next to their name. 90,000, is, as um, Harvey mentioned, 90,000 voters were wrongly removed. They were accused of being felons. Now, at the time in Florida, you couldn't vote if you were a felon, if you'd been convicted of a felony crime in Florida. 90,000 voters. And you know how many of those voters, I've often asked, how many of those voters were actually illegal voters out of 90,000. And uh, if anyone wants to take a guess, 
If it's above zero, you're wrong. It was exactly zero. Zero. Four years later, the New York Times said the list was flawed. It wasn't flawed. It was fraud. 90,000 voters, not a single one was an illegal voter. But overwhelmingly, they were black. And George W. Bush became president of the United States by just 537 votes in Florida, not counting those 90,000, tens, most of them, African-Americans. And this continued on to 2004 when we had, when I uncovered for BBC television something called a caging list. Uh, Carl Rove's office was sending out through the Republican National Committee hundreds of thousands of letters to, for example, black soldiers out of the Jacksonville Air Force Base to Jewish snowbirds in, in, uh, in uh, Florida who went north for the winter. So they would send people and black students at, at historically black colleges. They would wait for the, for the schools to be let out and send these voters letters. They would wait for um, summer when the uh, Miami <laughs> snowbirds went north. They would wait for the airmen at the Jacksonville Naval Base to be assigned somewhere else. They sent them letters saying, welcome, voter. And when the letter came back, they said, do not forward undelivered because the students weren't there, whatever. That doesn't make them illegal voters. Just because you go to visit your grandchildren uh, in summer in Florida or your black soldiers signed somewhere else. And they challenged those voters as being ghost voters that didn't really live, voters that didn't live at their addresses. And they challenged those voters. We were able to stop that. But still in 2004, uh, we still had the, the other issues which led to Bush being reelected. And we've had these continuing, continuing problems. And in uh, 2016, I did an investigation for Rolling Stone magazine on a system called Interstate Crosscheck. Now, this was um, a system by which in all the newspapers NBC television, New York Times, everyone praised this new system called Interstate Crosscheck, uh, created by uh, a voting expert named Chris Kobach, Secretary of State of Kansas. And uh, he said that this was to eliminate people who could vote, right? The potential that someone could vote in two states, register in two states, and then vote twice in the presidential election. And he came up with hit lists for 30 states who removed voters. We figured that there were, in Rolling Stone, we estimate about 900,000 voters were removed from the voter rolls. And who were these voters? Who were they? Jose Garcia. Thousands of guys named Jose Garcia. Or they said one guy who was going around voting in many states. In James Brown, uh, there was James Brown in Georgia. And I'm not making this up. They said James Brown voted 238 times in Georgia. <laughs> now you might say, well, James Brown's just a common name, not for a Republican. And so um, I'm telling you, it was James Edward Brown was matched to James Thomas Brown. James Brown Sr. was supposed to be the same voter as James Brown Jr. We could laugh at it. But this is what happened in 16. That was the margin in several states. We did expose it in Rolling Stone and with the ACLU and, and other groups and uh, the, the system collapsed and we removed it. But it's playing whack-a-mole. That's 16. 20, uh, we had a new system of purging voters, uh, two systems. One was called ERIC, the Electronic uh, Registration Information Center, which was created, are you ready for this? By the Brennan Center and the Pew Charitable Trust. I say, wait a minute. They're doing the same work as the Klan, challenging voters? Um, nope. Uh, oh, there, oh, I see. <laughs> so, so what happened was, is that the right wing, being quite brilliant, figured out how to take over this organization. What it did was it created lists of new voters. And the idea was that if you had people moving into your state, you got this information from Eric, and they would register the new voters. Great. Fantastic. Hey, new voter. Glad you're here. Right? Um, but if the letter was undeliverable or came back or they didn't get a postcard back, they say, oh, that's a fake voter. The right wing took over Eric and turned it inside out and turned it from a from a registration, uh, a system to increase voter registration to a system of eliminating voters, of purging voters. And I did a special report for the state of Wisconsin 
in 2020 for um, done for Black Voters Matter Fund, which was adopted by the Elections Commission. And because of that, 135,000 people were not removed from the voter rolls of Wisconsin in 2020. And that's the only reason, the only reason why, um, why Joe Biden was able, excuse me, why Biden was able to take the state in 2020. So you had Eric, then you had this mover list. You know, if you don't live at, you know, uh, Brian Kemp in Georgia and many other states, but especially Kemp in Georgia was saying, if you don't, you know, people have moved away from Georgia. And therefore, they shouldn't be voting in Georgia. Well, um, uh, yeah, if you don't vote, if you don't live in Georgia, you shouldn't vote in Georgia. But I was able to get the entire list of people removed from the Georgia voter rolls, half a million of them. We gave those lists to the experts who work with the people who know where you live, Amazon and Google. <laughs> Believe me, they know exactly where you live at all times. And Jimmy Smith doesn't get the tidy whities of Jimmy Smith in Pennsylvania if there's a Jimmy Smith in, in California. They got it down. So we went through the list of people that they said don't live in Georgia anymore. And 340,134, we have their names and addresses, are voters who are removed from the voter rolls in, the, uh, uh, in 2018, just before Stacey Abrams was running against Brian Kemp. It was Brian Kemp as Secretary of State to remove these voters. He's running against Stacey Abrams for governor. He's, he's removed 340,134 people, overwhelmingly black, poor students, and Asian Americans. Removed them from the voter rolls, and that's how he became governor. And it's not about his power to count his own votes. That's the least of it. As you see, there's a similar pattern in all these cases. Almost all vote shenanigans, almost all vote thievery, vote suppression happens well before election day. It's not about flipping your vote. It's about stopping voters from voting, challenging their vote, and, um, you know, shunting them to provisional ballots. There's three, four hundred percent differential between white and non-white voters in terms of who gets a provisional ballot. In a typical election, we have 3 million ballots nationwide, 3 million voters shunted to provisional ballots, yet no one's been arrested. If these are illegal voters, just arrest them. Instead, you take away their vote. Two out of three of those votes don't get counted, depending on the state. That's how it works. Let's see if I can give you one more little shot here. Okay, try this one. Right now, I'm the chairman of the Columbus. Whoops. Let me see if I can get that again. Hang on. Let's see. Share screen. I'm trying to work this system here. Well, <clears throat> Greg, it's all right. As long as we just hear the guy. Uh, remember, this is going to go out on radio as well. We're talking with Greg Pallas, one of the great pioneers of election protection uh, in this country, the godfather in many ways of the uh, modern election protection movement. All right. So I'll just tell you about some of these things then. All right. Okay, go ahead. V very good. All right. So um, what I wanted to show you is two things. One, there's a woman that I confront in Georgia, Pam Reardon. She's running for, uh, she's Marjorie Taylor Greene's political operative. And she's a, was running for vice chair of the Republican Party of Georgia. And she um, challenged, personally challenged 32,000 people. Now, I went to her home. I We contacted, just so you know, we went again through the list with the experts who found that these people lived in Georgia. She got this list from True the Vote. True the Vote is the group that came up with that uh, film, 2,000 Mules. And they said, these are people. So they get this list from this Texas group, True the Vote. She challenges 32,000 people, so many names that she didn't even have them printed up. She submitted a thumb drive to stop 32,000 voters. We called 800 of them. They were all shocked. What do you mean we're not, we don't live in Georgia? What do you mean we're not voters? We can't vote. They don't even know that they've been challenged. You get a little postcard that you have to, and you have to come in. You're guilty. You cannot vote until you physically go into the, into the office of the county clerk and prove you are who you are. 32,000 people. So we contact them. We had pictures. We met with some of the people that she said 
didn't live in Georgia. One was a black neighbor of hers. We showed them the pictures. We showed her the pictures. Do you know these people? No. Do you ever speak to them? No. You don't know these people? Then how can you challenge their right to vote? Oh, she said, well, I don't know the rules. I'm Canadian. I can't make <laughs> you see the film. I'm Canadian. She kept saying, I'm Canadian. <laughs> You're stopping 32,000 Americans from voting. Okay, she's Canadian. Um, I guess that makes it okay. <laughs> it's you know and so I, i'm laughing but it's 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 and that's the other thing we can laugh one of the clips i want to show you but you go to gregpalace.com you can see the clips I'll, I'll send you the copies of the film and some of you may know my book the best democracy money can buy or the film the best democracy money can buy that takes on these things but um there's when i said that 34,000 340,134 voters are wrongly Purge from the voter rolls. Those are numbers. They're people. I was at the polling station in 2018. It's pouring rain. There's a woman in a walker, very elegantly dressed. She's 92 years old, as it turns out. They bounced her out of the polling station, say, you can't vote here anymore. You don't live here. You don't live in Georgia. You can't vote here. So I ended up so I, I found her because our, our great cameraman, Zach Roberts, um, located her because one her granddaughter was sobbing hysterically in the parking lot in the rain while her grandmother was trying to get to the car in her walker. And she says, there's no record. They, they, they won't let her vote. This is going to be her 50th year of voting. I said, do you, well, do you live in Georgia? Do you live in this district? She said, oh, yes. I said, well, I'm sorry, I'm an investigative reporter. You're going to have to prove it. So I went to their house, the house of Christine Jordan, the 92-year-old woman. And there on the wall was a picture of their living room, dining room. And having dinner with her uh, in that picture was, her, was uh, a picture of her with her cousin. Her cousin was Martin Luther King Jr. So this is MLK's cousin who was denied the right to vote in Georgia. It was going to be her 50th year of voting. She first registered the year her cousin was uh, assassinated. So you have to understand, this is the stories that I'm covering. This is what we are fighting. And right now, just so you know, we are updating the film Vigilante and expanding it out because it's originally called Vigilante, Georgia's Vote Suppression Hitman. And while I think it has very important national implications, I want to make that clear. It's going to be now Vigilantes. America's vote suppression hitmen. So um, stay tuned for that. And by the way, I'm making my uh, book, uh, How Trump Stole 2020, available for free download, ebook or audiobook. And you say, well, wait a minute, Trump didn't steal 2020. Well, it was 44,000 votes close. It was a good guess. I wrote it well before the election with the details of these types of shenanigans. So now uh, you can get take the download, just change the zero to a four. And you know the danger we're facing. So I've been doing this a, a very long time. I do many other things. In fact, maybe at the end, if we do have a little time, I'll take on Diablo Canyon because my main work for the U.S. Justice Department was investigation of the nuclear industry. And I uh, created, developed, and was the key witness in the case in the in the several nuclear plant cases, but in particular, the racketeering uh, case against Stone and Webster, the main builder of nuclear plants then and today. Today it's called Shaw and, um, and Long Island Lighting. And we want a $4 billion judgment from a jury for frauds committed by the nuclear industry. And I want to emphasize that it's fraud. It's not, we're not talking about power here. We're talking about cash. So I, I'm, I'll be happy to take some uh, questions regarding nuclear power as well, but that's the story of, uh, of, um, vote suppression what we politely call vote suppression in america well greg you're just a a, a national treasure and it's just <laughs> great to see you and um i love the hat as always which we call the greg palace yarmulke um <laughs> we have uh, people really want to talk to you shauna foster who uh, i tried to unmute here i uh, uh, has been a, a presenter and wants to say some words to you shauna are you i tried to unmute you yeah, you, you can hear me, right? I can Shana? hear you, Shauna. 
Okay, great. Yeah, Greg, really nice to meet you. Um, Thank you. I read your book, The Best Democracy Money Can Buy, when I graduated high school. So it's just truly an honor <laughs> to be uh, meeting you today and getting to hear your work um, since 2000. Um, I myself was uh, the program director for um, an organization called Election Defenders, which worked with Black Voters Matter, but also with Movement for Black Lives, United We Dream, um, and the Rising Majority and uh, Working Families Party, and looked at voter suppression that was happening on the ground on election day in 2020 because of the, frankly, the Republican Party's dog whistling of white supremacist groups to enact terrorism towards black and brown communities that suppress the vote as well. And um, so we enacted a voting program that had over 2 million people go to voting locations um, because a lot of uh, voting protection organizations have programs to help people with just like uh, requesting a provisional ballot or your voting place isn't here, maybe you need to go over there. But I think what your work really does is a point of intervention when the when they get disenrolled. So it's before they end up at the voting location. And Hopefully we, way before, yeah. Yeah, and, and we were working with when people are at the voting location and there was um, threats and terrorism to keep people away, uh, both in 2020 and 2022. And a new election uh, suppression tactic that we were working against is when the votes go to the state legislators to be certified and then sent up to the national organization to be certified, the Republicans were trying to deny certifications in Arizona, in Pennsylvania, and then leading all the way up to the famous January 6th, um, 2021. Well, uh, in Greg, let me emphasize that Greg uh, Shauna has presented before and well, again, she's the real deal. You should be in touch, the two of you guys. And uh, she's uh, uh, she also lowers the age on the calls uh, significantly. So we're really- I, I should mention, uh, by the way, if anyone, if, if anyone besides through the chat box here, but if anyone wants to contact me, just go to gregpalast.com, G-R-E-G-P-A-L-A-S-T.com. And you can get, uh, it says contact Greg and it'll get to me, especially, you know, say uh, what, what you're up to. Um, and again, at gregpalace.com, I have these continuing stories on this and, and, and of course, the other stuff that I do uh, in investigative work. But uh, no, this is, this is extremely important. And decertification is a real issue because one of the issues you'll find in my film Vigilante is uh, Helen Butler um, was um, on the elections board in a key county, Swing County, Monroe County. Um, under SB 202 signed by Brian Kemp, again, the guy that the uh, that that the press is in love with is somehow a defender of our democracy. He put into the law the right for him to remove any member of an election board just by uh, saying you're out. The first thing he did is he removed, he removed about a dozen black voting officials as soon as he signed the law, including Helen Butler, who's considered one of the, who is the, by the way, uh, the executive director of of camp uh, of people's, let's see what's called people's uh, campaign for a people's agenda of Georgia, something like that. Anyway, but it's it's basically Reverend Joseph Lowry's organization. She's considered Miss Vote. She's a top expert in Georgia on voting, and Brian Kemp removed her for a simple reason. And this is the danger, she says in the film. If they're going to try to decertify these elections, they got to get counties not to certify their vote. If you can get one Atlanta county, if you can block the certification of one Atlanta county saying, oh, there's some problems with the drop boxes or whatever, then they can flip the state. They can Then they can't certify the vote at the state level. And then that's it. And then you have the 12th Amendment of the Constitution kick in. And uh, good night. As you, For those who don't know the 12th Amendment, read it. It'll scare the the Jesus out of you, because it says when there's a dispute that the states that will go to a vote of the states, each state gets one vote. And you know how that will end up. So, yes, I'm very concerned about decertification issues. I'm glad you're on it. Well, Greg, when you say that uh, the governor has these people removed, does he bring in like Don Corleone? I mean, how are they, yeah, so he, how he brings in his, right. So what happens is they remove the people they don't like, then they bring in the stooges 
who uh, work for the governor and will decert and will not certify an election. We've had this look, it's scary. I mean, we've heard about, you know, Rudy Giuliani running down and getting the uh, uh, the uh, scanner tapes from Coffee County in Georgia, for which he may now get indicted. I, I don't care about getting the tapes. By the way, those are probably those are public documents anyway. It's not that serious. But the thing is, um, I was down in Coffee County showing the film uh, in Douglas City for the Douglas NAACP. And you go into coffee, you have to understand what it's like in these towns. The, at the entrance to the to the county seat, Douglas, there's all these Confederate flags. In front of the courthouse, there's, you know, the, the, the statutes of the Confederate soldiers and generals. And when Brian Kemp was Secretary of State, there was one black woman elected to the city council because her mother, who was then head of the NAACP, sued and won the right for more black representation. She won that city council seat and Brian Kemp had her arrested on the felony crime, the felony crime of interfering with voting because she was as a city. All the city council people were helping in this little town with voting. And if you're handicapped and have trouble with the machines, you fill out a form requesting help. Some voters have filled out a form requesting help. She gave them the help as required by law. And he had her arrested facing five years in prison for helping these voters. The jury took something like 45 seconds, I'm not kidding you, to find her not guilty. But in the meantime, this woman went through hell. And oh. that, was not all, that was not the only arrest he made. There was the Quitman 10. So this kind of, you're mentioning terrorism. This is what's actually happening in these places. They're actually terrifying and terrorizing people so that they don't vote, that they're scared to vote. You have to understand that after that arrest in Douglas County and then nearby in Quitman, Quitman 10, there were 10 members of a school board. Brian Kemp again had them charged with felony crimes of stuffing ballot boxes. You've heard this one before, stuffing ballot boxes. The charges were thrown out. It was all gone. But in the meantime, it was four years of hell. One of the, it, it, they arrested and paraded in orange suits like they were terrorists. These ten black school board members, two of them PhDs, scholars, uh, teachers. One of them died from the stress because she had lupus. This is the type of of thing that's going on. So when you talk about terror, and uh, that's coming back, that's coming back. Yeah, I don't know if it's ever left us. Thank you so much, Shauna. Uh, please contact Greg. Uh, remember, Shauna, Greg, she's the real deal, and she'll be back with us next week. Thanks, Shauna. Uh, we're on with Greg Pallast, uh, the, the great uh, pioneer and godfather of the election protection <laughs> movement. Uh, Can you come up with another name other than God? Godfather? It sounds pretty sinister. Well, you know, when they, when they told uh, Paul Krasner that he was the godfather of the Yippie movement, he demanded a paternity test. So I don't I don't know if you're going to do the same thing. But anyway, and you knew Paul Krasner. He's a wonderful guy. We have 89 people with us. We're uh, podcasting on um, uh, live uh, PRN, Progressive Radio Network. We're webcasting. This is the 135th Green Grassroots Election Protection Coalition Zoom call. Uh, I want to go to John Steiner, then Steve Kaiser, and Wendy Lederman, um, uh, people lined up to talk with you. I think Eric Lazarus, who always has trouble raising a hand, will call on you as well. I want to welcome uh, Dennis Bernstein, the legendary host of Flashpoints on KPFA. Dennis, great to be with you. I'll be with you tomorrow night. And you will be joining us. California Solartopia is returning to the airways at KPFK in LA. And Dennis will be on with us at the ungodly hour at 7.30 in the morning. We'll be on with Myla Reeson on Wednesday and Thursday. Thank God we're back on KPFA. I hope K. I hope at last Carl Bernstein is with us. My buddy Dave Solomon, Robbie Lepser, a great filmmaker from Western Mass, is also with us. And Dr. Nancy Naparco is in France, where half the reactors have been shut. And Greg, we will take you up on your offer to talk about nuclear power at the end of this discussion of election protection. Let's go to John Steiner now. John, go ahead. Greg, thanks as usual for being on. Wondering, wondering if you're working at all with the attorneys that protect democracy. Do you know them? No. Um, if you'll put your 
appropriate email in the chat. I'll send you their website. And if it looks appropriate, let us know. We'll try to put you in touch. Real easy to get a hold of me. Greg Palast dot com contact greg it really does go through i mean it's seen by staff but it'll get to me absolutely contact at gregpalace.com contact at at uh, gregpalace.com thanks so much great thank you and thank you john for all the great work you do uh steve kaiser and then wendy Wiederman, and then we'll go to eric lazarus Greg, have the republicans ever complained about a stolen election before 2020 <laughs> Uh, good question. Not that I know of, uh, but understand. <laughs> okay. Any other let's, questions? Let, yeah. Let no. Let let's explore the judiciary angle here. I'm sorry, I got a phone call. Okay. But the 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 thing is that it seems to me the only regress would be in uh, on a judicial level. That it, you know, I wouldn't expect out of a tainted executive getting action, and these legislatures in these states. Seem to be tainted. Oh boy. Okay. Oh, All right, I got Steve, we, we got it. We got yeah, it. And, and okay. the thing is, it seems like it has to be a judicial remedy. And this just flies in, in the face of, of integrity. Uh, and well, why is there no judicial action on this? Well, there has well, been you judicial know, the word action. integrity does not appear in the Bible. <laughs> well, okay. Thank you. Go ahead, Greg. It's it's in Aramaic, is it? But anyway, <laughs> um, but um, what judicial so we, remedies are there? Okay, there's plenty of judicial remedies if we had uh, remedial justices. You know, the courts have been stacked with with Trumpites. That's a problem. So yes, I've been in federal court several times. I was there again with Black Voters Matter Fund and NAACP push uh, to get uh, when 198,000 voters were illegally removed from the voter rolls. Um, and again, we didn't win at all because the judge said, well, you sit down with, with the state of Georgia and find out why their roles are wrong. But we did get, so one of the things, we didn't wait for the judge to, to order people back on the rolls. We had a huge campaign. We had uh, Rosario Dawson on billboards around Atlanta. We, I did uh, with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio issued uh, some Instagrams I put together on, are you purged? Check your registration. Um, getting, we had uh, the Southwest um, uh, SV Rep, Southwest Voter Education Registration Project uh, out of Texas made 50,000 calls into, uh, into Georgia for, uh, to Hispanic voters saying, you have, your right to vote has been challenged, you must re-register. So we did a huge grassroots campaign because we can't rely on just judges to say, okay, well now you can vote. You have to protect your own vote. You have to protect the votes of others. And that means a massive, massive grassroots campaign. You know, How do uh, judges rationalize uh, not ruling in favor of this massive uh, disenfranchisement of people's right to vote? Well, How do you know, they rationalize this and get away with it? Uh, well, plenty, because they don't, you know, because they're appointed by Trump. They got some of them lifelong appointments or they are voted into office. Uh, as you see, uh, manipulations done in uh, Georgia has a system of voting for its judges. But Brian Kemp has played games with that system where he's constantly uh, having judges resign just before their terms are ended. He then appoints one of his cronies. And at that point, uh, they have the they have another term. So they're playing these games with the judicial appointments. The other thing is some judges, by the way, if you're, you know, if you're a voting rights lawyer, you know the problem. They say, oh, it's too early. No one's lost their vote yet. Or, oh, it's too late. It's too close to the election. So we have that problem. But in general, uh, as the courts move right, we have to rely more on grassroots action. And uh, but we have some great victories. The ACLU took my report on on crosscheck and eliminated it first in Indiana and then in Kansas. And then the whole program collapsed. But we're not, you know, they, we, it's whack-a-mole. We get rid of crosscheck and they come up with Eric. Uh, there's always something. And and so it just never ends. I never believed that in the year 2000, that 23 years later, I'd be talking about this same stuff about voter purges, et cetera. In fact, it's just gotten worse. Yeah, but thanks. <clears throat> Thank you. Any other questions? And, uh, Wendy Learman, go ahead, Wendy. Thank you. Hi, Greg. It's great Hi. to see you again. Thanks so much for coming back with us. Um, first, I want to say, like, everyone needs to watch Vigilante. It's a must watch. It's not even an hour long. It will blow your mind, especially the end. I'm not going to be a spoiler, but you guys have to see 
this amazing um, investigation that um, that Greg did. It's it's just a must watch for everyone like of this century. Um, I, just, I have a quick <laughs> statement and then a question. Um, okay. Just kind of on the the um, to segue from the last conversation there. Um, I just hopefully like you can come back again sometime. Um, mm -hmm. I personally like some of us on the show like we're really good friends of the show with um, some of the people in the transparency movement, not necessarily like what's called the integrity movement, because that's, you know, skewed, but like the people that saved the fraud it from the fraudsters in, in Arizona and just having a way, like I say that the, the vote doesn't end, like once you cast it, you have to make sure it's counted. And I think it's, mm -hmm. that's a really good way, especially me being in Florida to engage voters if they know that there's ways to, to check it. So hopefully we can continue that conversation later and maybe help cross-pollinate um, with some people. So Florida, um, the first election I ever voted in was um, the Gore Bush. And I remember watching on local news that they called it for Gore. And then like 30 minutes later on national, like he's not the president. So now um, I'm, I just was elected to the board of the Broward Progressive Caucus. We actually have the president on the call with us now, Carolina oh. Mpudia. Yeah. Um, and like we're dealing with a situation where DeSantis rewrote the maps against the Constitution. I mean, we have 20 Republican districts and eight blue districts and nobody's really challenging it. Um, we're seeing the people getting arrested. Um, we're also seeing purges of people who move. And if they don't change their driver's license, they automatically um, lose their vote. So basically, I'm just saying, like, what can we do? And if there's anything you'd like to do to help us or just be aligned with us in the future moving forward, um, we're more than happy to connect with you. I'm a co-convener on the show. So I'm in with the emails and just would love well, to work this is a, okay. I'm going to give you something very, very important because I'm going to deputize you. Um, <laughs> as I say, we are expanding our film out of Georgia. So, Vigilante Georgia's vote suppression hitman. I was trying to give you the uh, a link which requires a password, and it kind of disappeared on me. I'll, I'll get it to you. Um, Harvey will send it out. Um, I, it just can't be posted on a website because uh, DiCaprio hasn't released it yet. So, um, um, we are going to Florida. Texas, Arizona, and back to Georgia. We've been to Wisconsin and some other places. So we do, um, we're looking for stories, people, uh, victims of, uh, of uh, vote suppression, people who've lost their vote or been threatened, people who've, who've been terrorized. Uh, whatever information you have, whatever stories you have, we want to get people uh, on camera. We especially want to get the voters. We have experts, but we really, it's really powerful and important to get the people who really have been harmed. Like you saw the major, that makes a difference. We can talk about 241,000 people challenged by vigilantes in Georgia, but when you meet the major and he says, I have to, what, I have to prove I'm an American again, it makes a big difference. When you meet Martin Luther King's cousin who's thrown out of a polling station because she doesn't live in Georgia when she lives right down the street and you see this, that makes a difference. So if you have stories and people, I'll, uh, I'd love to be there. In fact, I'm looking at being in Georgia in uh, the end of this uh, last week of this month and, and oh. hopefully Arizona, then Texas next month. We'll make sure if you go into Florida that you have a passport and a ticket out. So, you know. <laughs> And my own coat hanger, obviously, because, you know. <laughs> okay, we're going to go quickly to Eric Lazarus and then to Tonka Bricka. I, want, I just want to say, uh, listeners on, on uh, Progressive Radio Network, uh, we're going to go over now. Um, if you want to listen to the second part of this um, gathering, we are at electionprotection2024.org. Electionprotection2024.org. If you've been listening on the Progressive Radio Network on our Thursday night broadcast, you want to hear the rest. We're going to go for God knows how long after. We're, we're here for the duration. As always, uh, go to that website and you'll see. Uh, the the, the uh, part two, uh, the second half, or whatever it is. Okay. Greg, we're really grateful to have you with us. Okay, we I'll have... take a couple more questions and make a, a very short note about nuclear power. My other, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll other do that. We have 93 people on the call. Greg, uh, uh, Joel Simpson, uh, if you can check in with us, we want to talk about. Greg should see your letter to the New York Times. I did. Really amazing, and we'll we'll talk about that as well. Uh, Eric Lazarus, quickly, and then to talk. Hey, Greg, two very brief questions. It's an honor. 
it's an honor to get to talk to you. Thank you. Um, question one, um, people as a uh, people who are not like super rich and don't happen to live in a in a Georgia, so people who are in you know states like a New York, what kinds of things should people be doing around vote suppression? Um, that's a, that you view as being effective for regular non-journalist citizens. Question one. Well, uh, a few things, especially in New York. One, protect your own vote. Uh, and that's very important. Always check your registration a couple months before an election. I, I was purged in California. Um, I don't know exactly why, but I looked up my registration, re-registered online. Every single state allows you to register online. That's what you should do. Forget those orange pieces of paper. Never register on a piece of paper because in most states, the chance of that actually being uh, added onto the voter rolls in time for you to vote is slim. So protect your own vote, protect others. The other is work with organizations, as we mentioned, Black Voters Matter Fund, uh, the NAACP and, and uh, Rainbow Push, other groups I work with. And, and uh, the important thing is that they, like I said, SV Rep, the Southwest Voter Education Registration Project, they made 50,000 calls from Arizona, California, and Texas into Georgia. Now they had a lot of Georgia members too, but making calls into these uh, into these towns, not just say, oh, vote, because you know they get these these robocalls saying, oh, there's an election coming up, vote for blah, blah, right? Forget all, that's nice. But what we need to do is get out the words to voters who have been, don't know that they've been challenged by vigilante, don't know that they've been scrubbed because of the Eric list, don't know any of these things, and they need to be told, you need to re-register. That's my, uh, that's the, the big issue. And that could save and you're saying, hundreds of thousands. And you're, of saying that a, and you're saying that a person living in a remote state can contact a Black Voters Matter type organization, and they'll give someone like me a way to make calls to people yes. who've been purged to let them know they need to go and re-register or they'll tell me what or, to or, say. Or send them letters, whatever. To, uh, the idea is as many contacts as possible to get people re-registered and let them know that they can go to their state, Secretary of State's office online and re-register online. That, so that's, I think, one of the key things you can absolutely do. And of course, I tell everyone, go to gregpalace.com sign up you get the newsletters you get the information and it will direct you to where we have uh, these stories plus you can download some of the technical reports too for those who really want the background on this stuff let's take another uh, call uh, let's oh, yeah, take one more Tataka. question Tataka Bricka, go ahead Tataka is one of our mainstays as you know I'm sure you know each other go right ahead sir Inter Tataka, again yes can you hear me now Yes, yes, we can. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for all your work, Greg. I interviewed you in San Francisco the day after the 2008 Obama election. And um, you said, and I don't think people realize this, You, I said, so what happened last night? Because you talk about six or seven million Democratic votes, you know, not being counted or being suppressed. You mm -hmm. said, this is what happened. Amazing turnout. Obama got elected and the Republicans won. Because all these downvote, you know, the Tea Party people that squeaked in, they didn't really squeak in. There was really a mandate. And so we didn't close Guantanamo. We didn't get universal health care. Talk about that a little bit. Well, they can't steal all the votes all the time. So you do, you know, I mean, that that's the key thing. And, and if you want to win with 51% of the vote, those days is gone. You have to have 55% of the vote to win. And that's just the truth. So, you know, we let's stop whining and get to it. And get to the organizing, um, you know. And again, I, the, I, by the way, I think the number one issue that's going to be coming up, the number one issue for 2024 is drop boxes. And the right is on top of this. The left is like out, you know. It's like uh, there goes Superman, not noticing. Okay, you had, and this is very important. During the runoffs for the U.S. Senate, when Warnock was running for re-election against Herschel Walker. Every single newspaper, and I mean every single one, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Fox News, uh, MSNBC, you name it, everyone said the same thing. Record turnout, record turnout, record turnout. You all heard that, record turnout. Remember record turnout in Georgia? And the Wall Street Journal said, as did Fox News, oh, well, if there was a record turnout, where was the vote suppression? The answer is there was no record turnout. It was a press release by Brad Raffensperger, who is the right-wing uh, Secretary of State of Georgia, 
who kept who just kept issuing press releases. Another record turnout, another record turnout. What they did was they cut the amount, the ability to drop your ballot in a drop box. They removed 75% of the drop boxes in Atlanta. They crushed early voting from 60 days to seven. Okay. And so, of course, those couple days had record turnouts, but you the re- the total turnout in Georgia dropped. Are you ready for this? From four and a half million in the runoff two years earlier with Warnock to three and a half million. That's a yeah, that's a record change in turnout. It's a record decline, mainly because of reducing early voting and eliminating drop boxes in the in Atlanta. And this is the fight. If you've seen the film 2000 Mules, and it will make you puke, but I do recommend you watch it so you know what the right wing is up to. This is released. It's in my film, Vigilante. I have sec, uh, a you know, takedown on it, but actually watch it. You'll, you'll figure it out. It's all about black men supposedly stuffing ballot drop boxes. This is the hottest issue in America with the right wing. It's the hottest issue among uh, supporters of, of African-American voting rights. Um, and but a lot of our uh, progressives are seem to be missing not on top of this issue. We need to be on top of this issue. We need those drop boxes in Houston. They had 24 hour voting because they don't allow drop boxes. So they simply had physical humans at places you could drive up and drop off your your box. But mm-mm. so what's now happening is um, they've eliminated the ability to have uh, 24-hour voting. They've reduced the amount of early voting. They've almost eliminated absentee ballots. As you saw, one of the reasons why Biden is president by 44,000 votes, we had nearly 180 million voters in America. Like, unbelievable, in the middle of a pandemic because they were making it easier to vote and vote by mail. I'm not always crazy about voting by mail because so many ballots get disqualified. If, if you know, But if you can fill out, if you we make voting easier, people do vote. I was at the in the runoff in Atlanta. The lines were three hours long, three hours long outside of Atlanta in the white counties, no more than a 10 minute wait. So thank you very much for this opportunity. I just want to make one short little comment about nuclear power and I'll leave you to your more informed guests. Um, I know, in fact, my good friend Oliver Stone is about to release a film saying that uh, we can save uh, the planet from global warming with- It's, it's out, Greg. Power. Oh, it's out, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm in it, by the way. Oh, okay, you're in it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I won't blame you. But anyway, here's here's the problem. I was an investigator again for the uh, Justice Department and state of New York. And what I found in um, investigating nuclear plants for 26 attorneys general is that the- um, is that I have yet to find a nuclear plant that was built honestly. So the problem is corruption because nuclear plants are fabulously difficult to build, fabulously expensive, about $20 billion. So for the price of one nuclear plant, there's only one new nuclear plant in America. That's in Georgia because of Brian Kemp. Stacey Abrams tried to stop it because of its cost. So the number one problem with nuclear power is that it bankrupts us. It nearly bankrupted Long Island. It's going to bankrupt Georgia to pay for the Votal nuclear plant. But I should also tell you that because of this massive cost, the only way that these companies can make money is by lying and cheating. Now, are there all these wonderful safety rules? Yeah. But if you follow them, you can't possibly build the plant. So, for example, for you know, just to give you one example, uh, when I was looking at the Shoreham nuclear plant, um, they had backup diesel generators. You know, you've seen those. You know, it's that they failed at Fukushima. They failed at Three Mile Island. They fail everywhere. Why? Because as one engineer told me, you might as well put uh, Christmas tinsel around the nuclear plant. It gives you as much protection as those uh, diesel generators. They're, they're mostly um, uh, Transamerica Delaval engines, which, which are taken off of old cruise ships. And the <laughs> thing is, if there's a nuclear accident, you have to cool the reactor. Uh, you're going to have to get those diesel generators to operate at 200% of rated speed, and you've got 12 seconds to get them up to speed. Now, have you ever seen a cruise ship leave dock at double speed in 12 seconds? It doesn't happen. So when you actually turn them on in an emergency, they snap, crackle, and pop. In fact, that's what the three generators at at the Shoreham were, were called, because 
uh, we were able to force them to do a test of the generators, not a phony fake test, which they love to do, but where we actually observe. Within 15 minutes, one went snap. After an hour, another went crackle. And three hours later, the fourth one went pop. The third one went pop. All three, snap, crackle, and pop. And that's what happens. Because to, to have backup power, backup generating power, this is just one little example of how these things operate.